Kevin, good morning. Uh, good morning, Jack. Uh, you, you, you really hit the nail on the head, I think, this morning. Um, of course, if we had done the noble thing, you'd think we might have heard about it, mightn't you? Yeah, uh, I mean, we haven't done the noble thing. That, no, you know, and, yeah, and and you know that's that's okay. So if we haven't done the noble thing, then then what what are we doing? Okay, well, we presumably we're doing the 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 fast thing, uh, but we haven't kind yeah. of done that either. So no. I just yeah, I just and and I think it's unfair to you know if we if we're all patting ourselves on the back and you know lauding our amazing initial response to COVID and the incredible economic response, which I think you know our, our government and officialdom deserve a lot of credit for, then you can't. You can't make that assessment on one hand and then not say that actually so far the vaccine rollout has been less than perfect. But like no, I say, that's right. room, that's room for right. space to things to improve. You're concerned yep. um, about another um, uh, potential issue in, 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 in New Zealand life at the moment this morning, Kevin, the cost of renting. Yeah, potential issue. It's a, it is a real issue. Uh, an excellent piece in the Herald this week told us that rentals in Wellington have gone up 53% since the year 2000. In Auckland, they've gone up 45%. Those figures are adjusted for inflation. The average rental in Auckland at the moment is $564 a week. In Wellington, $517 a week. The other major centres aren't far behind. This means that in Auckland, for example, for an average rental, $30,000 a year will need to come out of your after-tax income just to pay the landlord. That being the case, how can you save for a house? Auckland has an average asking price for a house of over a million dollars at the moment. I heard someone say on the radio during the week that the cost of housing is going to wreck New Zealand. Normally I laugh off those sorts of extravagant remarks, but I think the caller had a point. Certainly, what I thought was so great about New Zealand, it's egalitarianism is out the window. This is largely due to the increased wealth of property owners versus the impossible hardship of those who can't even save for a deposit on a property. And prices of houses and rentals keep marching on up. Government intervention seems so tempered, so softened by political considerations, it's ineffective. I think what can only work now is intervention with, to coin the phrase, a blunt instrument. I remember back in the 80s getting a letter from our bank manager telling us our mortgage interest rates had risen further to 24.5%. It was a different but similarly crazy time as it is now. Even the bank manager, a former All Black first five, Bruce Watt, had handwritten a little note apologizing for the news that he had sent us. My wife was in tears. We just couldn't afford to pay 24.5%. Then, Prime Minister Muldoon, who we disliked immensely, brought into law that banks and other lending institutions could no longer charge more than 11% for mortgage loans. Outrage from some, but that was that. Sure, there were a lot of negative consequences. Economists said that Muldoon was mad. Maybe he was. But something had to be done, and Muldoon did it. That's what blunt instruments are. Today's housing fiasco has to be sorted. Our young New Zealanders must be able to buy a house at a reasonable price or pay a reasonable rent. If not, this country will never be the same again. Cute solutions aren't working, Jack. I say bring on the blunt instrument. Oh, 
<laughs> Kevin, I hope you're turning the notifications on your phone off today. <laughs> because um, you're going to upset a lot of people. I mean, mm, yeah, I, 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 yeah, we are living in a different time, right? But, but I, um, I totally agree with you that the current setup um, is has put us on a track for a, a really divided country, and that when you have a divided country, all sorts of social problems that you can't um, that you can't really predict are likely to occur. You know, it's not it's not just that. Um, it's not just that we have rich and poor people. It's that we actually have all sorts of flow-on effects from that. Um, yep. And and you know, I, I mean, I I personally still think it's it's you know, I I think we need to have a massive conversation about how we tax people in New Zealand. If 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 we as New Zealanders value an egalitarian society, which you think we do, and I'm not sure we do, um, then you know, is is the most effective way for us to raise money for the government coffers? For us to tax people on their incomes, but not tax not tax them nearly as effectively on their wealth, I'm not sure that that's necessarily the way to do things. Well, not maybe not necessarily. Yeah. That, that is one option, of course, <laughs> to uh, help us. That, that might help us to be able to give massive loans to first home buyers to get them into houses. They've got to get in somehow. Either the cost of houses has got to drop. I'm not saying stop the rise. Yeah. I'm saying get houses back to a price that people can get into them. Young people can get into them. Yeah. It's the young people we've got to look after. Yeah, and unfortunately, Kevin, I think you know, we've, we've been having this debate for several years now, and um, the generations that actually control the wealth and control the um, control the assets at the moment have shown very little interest um, in, in helping out those who are trying to get into their first home.